Welcome back to the Real Estate Sit-Down presented by Double B Homes and the Pemberton Home Team. This is episode 33 and I'm Blair Berg. You're going to have to excuse the change of scenery and the fact that I don't have my Christmas decorations down yet. <laughs> it's getting there. A little impromptu change of scenery today, but I think it'll go just fine. So today at the time of recording, it is Wednesday, January 11th, 2023, and the interest rate for a 30-year conventional loan is 678 so as we've been talking about for a while, it's kind of sitting right at set 6.7, 6.8 mark. But I think as soon as spring hits, it's going to be hot. And I think a few of the topics we're going to talk about today will help cover that. So speaking of, the first topic we're going to discuss is I saw it online. So I hope I'm getting his name right. Uh, I believe it's Thack Wynn. Um, Really good stuff on real estate investing on TikTok, YouTube. So if you're not following him already and you're interested in that kind of stuff, go ahead, give him a follow. Um, this video, he kind of talks about what he's predicting for the 2024 market. I know we got Chris Crone's opinion last week. So let's listen in on this one. Here's my 2024 housing market prediction. I've been telling you guys all 23, the market is coming around again. I've been telling you guys that. Look, we have a massive shortage of housing and the population is growing. It ain't stopping. Compared to Japan, like I told you guys, the population is going down over there. Over here is going up. We can't build enough houses fast enough to keep up with the growth. And then interest rate, I noticed recently was in the 6.6, 6.7%. It's dropped from the eight, it's going down. It's gonna keep going down in all 24 and all 25. With the lack of inventory and the interest rate dropping, there's gonna be a lot more buyers coming onto the field. And when that happens, you're gonna get a massive competition and price is gonna start driving up again. So if you're gonna buy, buy now. So I think Wynn hits the nail right on the head there. So what he was talking about is when interest rates come down, because inventory is so low, it's going to drive competition back to the market. It's going to drive prices up. So we're going to be seeing that all 2024, 2025, I think. And it seems like a lot of the experts I follow are predicting the same thing. So a lot of the buyers I'm working with right now, I'm saying if you can buy now before that competition really heats up in May, April, I'd say get in now if you can. Now, again, it all comes down to your affordability. I say buy when you are able. Make sure the numbers make sense. But right now, I think is a great opportunity for a two-one buy down. And we've talked about them before. Two for one buy down is you get some seller paid closing costs to cover the cost of buying that rate down uh, for the next two years. Um, two points the first year, one point the second year, and then it'll go back to whatever the rate is right now uh, in that third year. The reason that that's a good option is if, you know, most experts predictions are correct and the price and the interest rates come down, you got yourself locked in at a good price on that house. And then when the interest rates come back down, you can refinance to that new interest rate and you didn't overpay for the house like you would if interest rates are super low. Because we're going to start seeing again, you know, during the pandemic, um, when people are getting that 2.5, that 3% interest rate, that unicorn rate that is kind of got a stranglehold on the market right now. No one wants to sell because they have those low interest rates. What we saw then is people were overpaying for houses. I mean, in my market, over $100,000, they were waiving the appraisal fee. They said, I don't care what the bank appraises us at. I want this house for this amount. So in my eyes, you're already starting negative equity on that property. So if you can get in now while house prices are a little more favorable, and I know a lot of you are saying, hey, it's still unaffordable right now. But my mantra has become these last few episodes is 
I get that you can't afford your dream home, but if you're willing to make some sacrifices, you are able to afford a home. And really, that's the name of the game right now. If you can get into a home, your first home is the most important because that's where you build that equity. So to wrap it all back to that, 2024, 2025, I think prices are going to be skyrocketing. I know I'm going to look later. I should be looking right now, to be honest with you. I got some things I got to tie up. But this spring, I'm going to be looking to add another multifamily property to the portfolio, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, Something pops up in the area that I want. But we're always trying to get calls out there to potential sellers. But no one wants to sell with those low interest rates. So as interest rates drop, look for prices to come up. Talk to your lender now. See if you can afford it now. Get in there and then think about a refinance. Again, I understand people that want to wait for that really low interest rate. But just know you're going to be competing with a lot of other people who have the same strategy as you do. So if you can get in now, let's try to get in now. So from there, we will get into the comment section. There was a clip I posted recently that's got a little bit of discourse. I think last time I checked it had, you know, up around 30 comments just talking about the average salary of the first time home buyer. Um, and it was surprisingly low. And again, like I said, a lot of discourse, but I had some positive comments in there as well. And I think they're encouraging. I wanted to share this with you guys because I think this shows right here. If you're willing to make some sacrifices, you can make that first step. So I got this comment that said, I bought my first house in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right before the pandemic. I was a delivery driver for three different restaurants. It's not easy. I won't be in a mansion with a heated pool, but it is mine. Life is a lot better now, and I'll get the opportunity to upgrade in a few years. That is exactly the strategy we're talking about. Get into something that is livable. It's in your budget. It's livable. Get in there. Fix it up a little bit. I like to buy things that aren't, you know, in the best shape, right? So you can add that value, build that equity. So get into something that you can afford, you can fix up, build some equity. And if you want to sell that and upgrade later down the line, great. If you want to cash out, refinance that so you can hold on to that property and keep it as a rental now that you've built that equity, Take that equity out, buy another property with it, and now you got two houses. Great, even better. That's a strategy I would employ. Um, or who knows? Maybe you fix it up, you like it a lot, and you got that low interest rate, and you stay there. So a lot of options, a lot of options out there. But for you renters, the first one is the most important. Get out there, talk to me, talk to me. Let's figure out how you can do it, because there are options out there. So. This comment uh, was on the same clip. Um, this commenter said, this also doesn't take into account the fact that most home buyers have a down payment subsidized by their parents. These people just say whatever they want and expect you to take it as fact because they're on a podcast. Okay. So I just want to clear that up right now is that I don't make anything up. Everything I say in the show has either been researched or from personal experience. A lot of what I do is personal experience. And trust me, this is what I do for a job 24-7. I'm doing research. I'm out in the field working. I'm a real estate agent and a somewhat rookie investor. So these are things that I, you know, keep my eye on at all times. So after I got this comment, I wanted to look up, you know, what is the actual stat about first time home buyers getting, you know, that down payment gift from their parents. So 
the stat was a little bit higher than I thought. Uh, the stat was 23% of first-time home buyers have some sort of assistance from their parents. So, a um, little bit high, but it's definitely not most. 23%, right? So, in I think a lot of people don't realize you don't need 20% down to buy a house, especially as a first-time home buyer. You can get an FHA loan for 3.5% down. That's it. So, when you're worried about, you know, how am I going to make this down payment? 3.5% on an FHA, that's not bad. On top of that, there are down payment assistance programs all over the place. So it's really important. Just give it a Google. You know, like I said, if you're intimidated about talking to a professional at the stage you're in right now, do a quick Google. You'll find some things that, you know, will spark questions that, you know, maybe you're not embarrassed to ask. Bring those questions to a professional. They'll help you out. Right. Um, Real estate agents, lenders, they don't get paid unless a deal is done. So just getting their advice costs you nothing at all. I suggest taking that if you ever have any goals of homeownership. Um, I mean, and again, I'm going to go back to my personal experience. My personal experience is when my girlfriend and I bought our house, we didn't get any sort of assistance from any family members, right? Um, and by no means are either of us super wealthy people. Um, the house, I mean, before this, we were renters. But again, and I talked about it in another clip that's going out, um, that again, though, when we were renters, every year, rent was going up 3.5%. It just was. So it just wasn't sustainable, right? I mean, at some point, you got to do a break-even analysis and see it's a lot of money up front to own a house. But if you're going to be in the same place for a while, or like I said, you have other options, renting it out, that kind of stuff, it just makes sense to get into a house. It just does. Um, so if you can afford it, start thinking about that. Um, next, we will move into FAQs. Speaking on the last topic, we we're talking about, about down payments. A question I get a lot is, you know, what is the average amount for a down payment? You know, what's normal for me to put down on a house? So the national average for the first time home buyer is 6% down payment. So let's think about this. On $300,000 house, 6% is 18000 So it's a good chunk of change. But again, you squirrel away some money for a while, save that up. It's a great way to get a down payment. But again, let's think about this. That's the average. If we use our cheapest option, that 3.5% on a $300,000 loan, that's $10,500. Again, it's a little bit more attainable, especially if, you know, if you're a younger married couple, um, I don't think there's any reason that two people can't combine, can't come together about, you know, $6,000, throw that down in a house, um, down payment assistance programs. And I feel like this should be talked about too, is that I think a lot of people don't realize that in the right situation, you can get seller paid closing costs. Cause I see a lot of comments say, when I talk about, you know, down payment, affordability of a house, people say, okay, you got that 3.5% down for the house, but what about your closing costs? Now here in Minnesota, your closing costs on a buyer side is generally between three and 4% of your purchase price. So again, we're talking about almost, you know, a little bit more than doubling your down payment on that 3.5%. But what you can do is, like I said, if you find a house that's a little bit of a fixer upper, maybe it's been sitting for a while, the seller's having troubles selling that place, you can always ask for seller paid closing costs. In an FHA loan, 
I believe you can get up to 6% seller paid closing costs on that. So let's say you ask for that 6% and you, in the seller's willing to play ball with you. Well, that's most, I mean, you're not bringing a whole lot of cash to the closing table, right? So you can keep a little bit of money in your pocket to help fix up that. Well, it's probably going to be a little bit of a fixer upper, but it gets you in the door, right? And I'm not saying by no means, if you're on the lower end of income, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It'll be tough. It's going to be tough. It's a tough market out there, but it is possible. And if you work with an agent who is versed in working with first-time homebuyers, helping find those deals, it's not impossible. You can definitely do it. Um, so <laughs> I believe in you guys. If you have dreams of homeownership, you can do it. If you don't know how to get started, reach out. Honestly, it's my job. Being able to come home to my own home and say, like, I own this. It's a great feeling. And I want to help other people reach that. So today's show is going to be a little bit shorter, just, you know, with change location, everything. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up. As always, please continue to like, subscribe, comment on the posts. I love seeing the comments, diving into those. Um, let's get those sub numbers up. Subscribe. But until next time, I'm Blair Berg, and this has been The Real Estate Sit Down.